Welcome to the Audacious Generosity Podcast. Here we celebrate giving without the pressure to give. Audacious Generosity is where God is the giver and giving depends on what God puts into your hands. Now, here's your host, Kevin White. Hello, this is Kevin White. It is January the 12th, 2021. And I want to continue to wish you a happy new year. Welcome to 2021. Welcome to the Audacious Generosity Podcast. I'm so excited to have you in the audience with me. I welcome everyone from the United States, from India, Thailand, wherever you're listening to around the world, you are an honored guest and I'm so glad to have you on the show. I want to ask you, why are you listening to Audacious Generosity? Perhaps you've read my book. If you haven't already, I encourage you to get it wherever books, paperback, hardback are sold, as well as ebook and audiobook around the world, you'll find Audacious Generosity by Kevin White. And I encourage you to read it. Maybe you've already read it and that's why you're coming over to the podcast for a weekly dose of this revolutionary discipleship of Audacious Generosity. Perhaps you've just Googled generosity. Maybe the topic of generosity is somehow pricking your interest. And I see that as God at work, or why would you ever be caring about the subject of generosity? So I'm glad you're listening to the show and I encourage you to come back every week. And I promise not to disappoint you. This is January, 2021. I am a destination minded person. And so I'm going to give the ultimate spoiler alert of audacious generosity and tell you how the book ends and tell you where we're headed. Last week, if you didn't catch last week's episode, you'll want to go back and listen to the January 5th, 2021 episode as I shared with you the conclusion chapter of audacious generosity and how it ends with three very simple and profound words open your hands and how that is not just a call to physical posture, but ultimately a call to heart posture of living open-handedly before God, realizing that God is the giver, not you, not me. Giving doesn't depend upon what you can produce or what I can produce, but hallelujah, giving depends upon what God can produce, what God puts into your hands. And what matters is what you and I intend to do with what God puts into our hands. I want to share this passage with you in James chapter 4, beginning at the end of verse 2 through verse 3. James says, You don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. And that's the New Living Translation. Here, James is giving us a very sobering warning. But sometimes we miss the first part. We really talk about motives and we don't really even pay attention of what James is saying. You don't have what you want because you don't ask God. 
And, and the whole book of audacious generosity is really driving home the point that God is the giver and that God desires more for us than we have ever asked for or imagined. And so we need to go to God and ask him. And James says, you don't have what you want because you don't ask God. And so in the year 2021, I encourage you, we are starting a lot of New Year's resolutions. How's it going for you? Hopefully you're right on point, but it's never too late to start asking God for more and to begin asking for the things that you want, but your want should be influenced by scripture and you should begin to want according to what God calls us to want. Whenever he says, ask and I will give you the nations, ask for the Lord of the harvest to send forth labors into the harvest field. And on and on, God's word clarifies what we should be wanting in life, how to measure success as far as bearing much fruit for the purpose and the kingdom of God. But then we do get this sobering warning from James. It says, and even when you ask, you don't get what you want because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. And that is a very sobering warning about the importance of motives and how we can actually violate the word of God by wanting things in order just to have our own pleasures. And so we're not really caring about the people who are facing a Christless eternity. We might have three Bibles on our shelves, but we really don't care that much about people who have never held a Bible. We have churches on every corner where we live, but we really don't think too much about people who have never, ever heard the name of Jesus. Yes, that happens in 2021. Seven billion people alive. Four billion have access to hear about Jesus. Three billion are far from God with limited to no access to hear about Jesus. You say, how is that possible? Well, in the USA, there is actually one believer for every one and a half people in the USA. USA. For instance, over in India, there's one believer for every 18,000 people. And so the odds against hearing the name of Jesus is greatly stacked against those living in the 1040 window. And Romans 10 makes it very clear. How will they know unless we go and share the good news with them? Blessed are the feet of those who bring good news. And I could go on and on and on preaching, but let's go back to what James was saying. James says, and even when you do ask, you don't get what you want because you ask with wrong motives. Well, I want to flip this verse upside down because the opposite is absolutely true. God would not give us a warning without making us a very bold, audacious promise. He promises if you ask God with pure motives, you can expect to get what you want because you're not asking for your own pleasures, but for the fulfillment of his purpose. Can I please get an amen? And can you please join me in championing this message of audacious generosity? 
So let's get to today's episode. We're actually going to go through chapter 15 in my book, starting on page 227 through the first application step that goes through the middle of page 230. Let's listen to that on the audiobook right now. Chapter 15, Application, Set Others Free, Live Generously to Give More. Have you ever been unable to get something off your mind? I have thought about India a lot. Let me paint you a picture of what my heart feels when it comes to India. As I pray for India, God fills me with more and more love for the people of India. With 1.3 billion people, India is one of the largest, neediest, and most unreached countries in the world. India is 75% Hindu, 20% Muslim, and less than 5% Christian. I don't just see a statistic of 1.3 billion people. Rather, I see 1.3 billion boys, girls, men, and women God created, loves, and sent Jesus to die for. I see 1.3 billion souls facing a Christless eternity in hell unless they know Jesus. If you have any tension with me saying that people far from God are facing a Christless eternity in hell, then I encourage you to read Radical by David Platt. He provides a thorough study of Scripture showing two undeniable realities. One, people far from God are without excuse. And two, the people of God have been given the mission to go and tell. When it comes to considering the needs of others as more important than ourselves, India has been and is my other The question of how will India know Jesus haunts me. It alarms me that every day 25,000 people in India die without having heard the gospel. That's 9,125,000 a year. I lay awake at night and cry out to God for the salvation of India. I can't stop staring at India. I've seen what happens when we flip the switch. I've seen what happens when we go from get to give, from greed to generosity, and from burden to blessing. These three switches hold the power to either block or fuel audacious generosity. I know what happens when we offer others the same freedom God has given to us. I've seen how living generously is attractive to people far from God. I've been staring at India for 20 years. I'm convinced as more believers live out audacious generosity, we can see the Great Commission fulfilled. How to set others free. Setting others free is the key to living generously. The key to setting others free is inside you. Here are three specific applications that will empower you to live generously and set others free. Application number one, exchange your needs 
for the needs of others. Open your journal to a new page. At the very top of the page, write the words, God's focus becomes my focus. Now draw a straight line down the middle of your page. At the top of the left column, write my needs. At the top of the right column, write the needs of others. In the my needs column, list your top seven needs. Be practical. In the needs of others column, list the top seven needs of those who are currently far from God. You might start with the presence of God, salvation, forgiveness of sin, someone to share the gospel with them, and hope. Notice the difference between the two columns. Write the word confident at the top of your column. I want you to be confident that God knows your needs and has committed to supply all your needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. In the needs of others column, write the words, God's call, my mission. Here and now, I want you to respond, Lord, here am I, send me. Isaiah 6, verse 8. With the confidence that God will meet your needs, you are free to consider the needs of others. This allows you to make the needs of others first and foremost in your life. Take time to meditate on the verse in Philippians chapter 2, verse 3. Reflect on how God is moving within you right now. Let Him exchange the concern for yourself with the concern for others. Remember that eternity is at stake for billions of lost souls without access to the gospel. Let God transition your burden by people to a burden for people. God's strategy is audacious generosity through you. Key verse, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather, in humility, value others above yourself. Philippians chapter 2, verse 3, NIV. The point, we set others free when we live confident of God's care for us. I just played for you chapter 15, the application to section 3 in my book, Audacious Generosity. And this is the application for setting others free, living generously to give more. And we listen through the application number one, exchange your needs for the needs of others. And right there is the application to James 4 that I shared about earlier. And it really comes down to you and I realizing that God has got our back. We are so secure. We know, you know, that there is an ever-present help in time of need. You know that everyone who calls upon the name of Jesus will be saved. You know where to find peace. You know the fruits of the Spirit. You know the gifts of the Spirit. You know the presence of the Holy Spirit. You know that you are a temple. 
that has been bought with a price, a temple of the Holy Spirit of Almighty God. You know the creator of the universe. You have been called by name. You are a son or daughter of the Most High God. What about those that have never heard the name of Jesus before? Who's got their back? How will they know that he is an ever-present help in time of need? So this is a very practical application of just walking through the step to deny yourself and pick up his cross and follow him. And you can't do that by being consumed with your own needs. James warns us about that. But all throughout the life of Christ, he modeled what it looked like to deny yourself and pick up his cross and follow him. It is trusting Abba, Father, to take care of you, to love you, to know you, to supply all your needs. You don't have to run around in restless, busy life trying to take care of your next meal and your life. He has got your back. He is committed to taking care of your needs. And so it frees you. You should receive a gift of freedom by walking through this exercise. It frees you to care about the needs of others. People don't care how much you and I know until they know how much we care. And how will they ever get to that place if we are bullseye focused on taking care of ourselves, in protecting ourselves, in providing for ourselves, if our attitude about eternity is, I'm going to heaven, the hell with everyone else facing a Christless eternity, how caring is that? You and I have the opportunity, the gift, the privilege to live a life of audacious generosity. And the step to get there is putting others first. And part of setting others free is realizing that we have an opportunity, a choice, a decision to consider the needs of others as more important than our own needs. Matthew 7, 11 says, if you being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more does your heavenly Father love to give good gifts to those who ask Him? And so in this application, I want to challenge you. Are you asking God for what you need? Are you asking God for your income, asking God for your provision, asking God for your daily bread? And not just for what you need, but would you be so audacious to begin asking God for Bibles for people that don't have a Bible? In 2021, who is with me in asking God for houses, homes, shelter for people who are homeless, that don't have houses, that don't have homes? Who in 2021 will ask God for cars for people that don't have cars? College tuition for people that cannot pay for college tuition. We could go on and on and on of opportunities where God could reveal himself in the midst of human need. 
but he's looking for followers of Jesus that will consider the needs of others as more important than the needs of themselves. In the book, I shared the story of the day that I began praying, Father, give us food that others might eat. And I shared how that was a reckless inconsideration of my family's need for food. But after one year of believing God, trusting God, and praying that prayer, here we are needing food, but with audacious generosity, God led us to pray, Father, we need food, but Father, would you give us food that others might eat? All of a sudden, the priority was others. It wasn't me. It wasn't my wife. It wasn't our kids because there was faith that God had us. The word says, and my God shall supply all your needs. Either rip it out of your Bible or stand on it. He says that he will supply all of our needs. So stand on that truth and deny yourself. You don't have to go worrying about yourself. Pick up his cross and follow him. Father, give us food that others might eat. Father, give me Bibles that other might others might have a Bible. Father, give me houses that other might have a, others might have a place of dwelling. Father, give me cars that others might have transportation. Father, give me college tuition that others might have a college education. And on and on and on. Who will live with audacious generosity in 2021? That's where the book and the lifestyle, this calling, this culture of audacious generosity is heading. Come back next week as we continue the spoiler alert on the destination of audacious generosity throughout the month of January 2021. I'll see you back here next week. God bless you all. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and reviewing the Audacious Generosity podcast. Join us next week as we open our hands up to God and let Him fill them for the Great Commission. Kevin's new book, Audacious Generosity, was an instant international bestseller on Amazon. Audacious Generosity is now available worldwide on Amazon in paperback, hardback, ebook, and audiobook. You'll find the Audacious Generosity ebook on Apple Books, Kindle, Google Play, and all the popular online ebook stores. The Audacious Generosity audiobook was recorded by Kevin himself, and reviewers are loving it. The audiobook can be found online in over 40 audiobook stores worldwide, including Audible, Apple, Google, and more. Buy Audacious Generosity for yourself. Gift it to your friends and family for the holidays. Discover why Audacious Generosity was an instant bestseller. Audacious Generosity is all about you enjoying a living relationship with God that's fueled by courage, characterized by freedom, and overflowing with Audacious Generosity. Get your copy today 